Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. It's Midnight Snack. I cannot uh, explain to you how much fun my weekend was. I was very lucky in that I got to attend the White House Correspondents' Dinner on Saturday night. The chicest COVID super spreader, I think, in America Saturday night. Um, Certainly the most patriotic one. And it was really uh, so much fun. I gave a full recap of the dinner Monday morning on my Sirius XM show. And I always hate saying it, the Michelle Collins show. It's so embarrassing. It's like saying my own name. It's awful. But anyway, I gave a full recap. And after the show, I was thinking, because I was supposed to do a recap with Dan about it. And I thought, you know what? It was so fresh from my brain Monday morning that instead of having to recreate that kind of excited energy of telling it again, why don't we just release that episode so you guys can hear it kind of walk. We take you through the entire thing. So if you were not lucky enough to be in that room, uh, you will feel like you were there. A lot of very funny things happened. I really think you're going to enjoy it. So this is uh, me. It's my producer, Abby Holland. Um, 
um, my boss, uh, Steve Sternulo, and uh, it's just, oh, and my other boss, Tim Johnson, who was actually my date um, to the dinner. He runs Radio Andy. So here it is. Talk to you soon. This is this is one of the most professional ways we have ever started this show. The phone in the apartment I'm staying at was ringing, and I'm sure it was a bill collector, but not for me because <laughs> I don't even really live here. Hi, everybody. Um, do Hi. I sound? I feel like I sound like I smoked like packs of cigarettes with the Olsen twins in like the Met toilet, but I didn't even smoke like one. That. I know. I sound like I smoked. I think it's because I didn't shut up for 48 hours. And so my voice is like begging for mercy, but I'm going to crank through these two hours. We're going to make it work. Good morning. Happy Monday. It is. Uh, wow. We have a great show today. We are interviewing nobody. It is <laughs> just us, which honestly, like I, there's plenty of material today. So that's great. Um, I'm hoping I got Kamala's COVID this weekend at the White House Correspondence Dinner. We will, <laughs> I mean, there's so much to get to. Um, Abby, Steve, and David, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Morning. I got in really late last night. Like, I, my flight was at um, 5. And then I got in, I got back to my apartment at like 9, I want to say. Went to Whole Foods et cetera, et cetera. But I got back to the apartment and I'm just like tired. Like it hit me, I think today, like I woke up, like, how is this? Where am I? I don't even know where I am. <laughs> you know, you know that feeling when you've traveled quickly somewhere and you come yes. back and you're like, did I, mm -hmm. did that happen? Like, was that a thing that I lived? <laughs> did it yes. happen? That's how I feel. I had the great pleasure as those listeners know who those daily listeners know of getting a phone call Steve, the call was on Thursday, you called me? Thursday morning, yeah. Oh my, not even, it was like noon, actually. I was by the pool in my one piece about to clumsily dive in. And I got a call from Steve. Um, and he said, listen, there's a ticket to the White House Correspondence Center. It's Saturday, which gave me essentially a day to organize. And you know, if you know me, like, I, I'm not just like a chill person with like appearance. Like, I'm not like, yeah, it's fine. I'll just wear a dress, whatever. I'm like, okay. <laughs> if anything, you actually gave me a great gift because if you would have told me that I was going weeks ago, I would have been doing what I did that day for weeks, every yeah. day, <sighs> going shopping, um, returning, buying, you know, that stress of like, I want to look my best. And so you actually saved me the stress of, and the money, frankly, of weeks of that. So I'm actually really grateful I found out a day before. <laughs> I'm so happy I did. <laughs> I didn't look. I didn't look at the the glass half full method of springing this ticket on you. That's how I'm looking at it. And, yeah. Well, first of all, how about the fact that like how lucky that I got to go? Like you could have called me Friday morning, I would have gone. You know that. Like mm -hmm. I listen this dinner, which they call nerd prom. 
Uh, it's I'm very blessed in that it's my third time going. The first time was with The View, um, which is a funny story in itself. But that I was very, we had a great table. You know, it's I'm there. Whoopi was there. It was like a very, this was the uh, Obama's last um, uh, dinner. So it was like a really cool one to be at. Obviously, he killed. Obama was the best comedian there. I think Larry Wilmore hosted. And he's, he's a nice guy, but he was like, no, the hunter. Um, Obama literally brought the freaking house down. I was like a uh, deaf comedy jam, like doing backflips in the aisles. <laughs> like, okay, this is the best comedian I've ever seen in my life. Then I went back uh, right before pandemic for Michelle Wolf, who hosted. Um, we had a great table. Our boss, Megan Lieberman was there. And I want to say thank you to her also for the ticket this year. Uh, but we went and had a wonderful time. And I sat next to Megan and Laura Coates, who has a show with Sirius. She's also on CNN a lot. And Laura was there with her husband. Laura is so much fun. I love Laura. Laura's like really a good person to be at that event with. Cause she's like, she's like me. Like she's just there to have a good time. She's funny. She's a good, like not an annoying networker. Do you know what I mean? Like she's a schmoozer, but in the fun way, certain people, nice. and I will not name names, nobody on the show, obviously, but I can't, I'm dying to name names. <laughs> I'm dying to name names, but I won't. There is an art to networking at events like this. There is an art to it. I'm actually, I say that I'm a bad networker because I find it just gross to like walk around a room and be like, hi, I'm Michelle Collins. Yes, I have a show. It, it To me, like that makes me want to turn into like a cooked little scrimp in a pan. Like I'm like, no, <laughs> I want to like <laughs> curl up, kiss my little feet and go to bed. And it, do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's horrible, but there is a way to do it where, oh, what I was going to say that certain people who I hate, when you meet them, and I, I cannot name any names, but when you see them, they're always looking for who's a more powerful person to talk to mm. as you speak to them. Yeah, There is a thing, and I'm sure it doesn't matter what industry you're in. I guarantee you, everybody listening to this right now has known someone like this. Where you're like, hey, someone you know, like, hi, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. And their eyes will not even connect with your eyeballs. They are like, uh-huh. Yeah, no, no, good, good. Looking yes. around the room. Who else can I? Like, you are a ghost. You are an apparition of failure. <laughs> They're like, who else can I go mingle with? Because this actually is doing nothing for me. And I need to make better connections. When I meet people like that, and by the way, not to brag, obviously I was one of the most fun people in that room. Yes, I am a narcissist yeah. when it comes to me being fun. <laughs> I know that I'm fun. I, if anything, I was unbearably fun. I feel bad for Tim Johnson, who was technically my date Saturday night. And I apologized to him at the end of the night. Like, I was really on a different level. <laughs> oh I was unbearable. God. Yes. But I'm fun. And in a room like that, I'm the most fun because everyone kind of sucks. Like everyone, you know, these DC folks, not everybody, actually. Let me just say this. People were really nice. I don't know why I'm being like this. But there was, there was someone I ran into who did that where they like, you do not exist. The questions they ask you is like, how many words? It's almost like name that tune. <laughs> what is the least amount of words I can talk to this person before politely leaving or impolitely walking away? I hate that. Going back to Laura, Laura's the opposite. Laura's just fun. She's natural. You know, that's what I like. Like just someone, hey, how are you? Whatever, you know. So Laura was there on Saturday with her husband again. Um, and we didn't sit next to each other, which was a huge 
mistake, although only because I love her and I never see her. But I had a great company around me. Obviously, Tim Johnson was next to me. Uh, John Fugelsang was there. Dean oh, was fun. there. Yeah, John was next to me. Um, my, I mean, all their, like, uh, uh, Steve, get the list. Tim will say who's at our table because he knows. But we had some really fun guests from the political channels. So I felt very lucky. And we only, I believe, had one table. Like, thank you, by the way, Steve and company for letting me go. I really mean that. From the bottom of my heart, I felt very lucky to be there. Really. I've just, we, th- I mean, when I heard there was a ticket, there's no better representative than you for the company oh. walking around talking to people, hobnobbing, oh. having fun. I was, I yelled at Kim Kardashian, let's go into the <laughs> night. So basically, um, oh, yeah, yes, you're right. Here we go. I am a great representation. So, first of all, I leave Friday, drove to the airport, parked, which I've never done. I felt very adult, like leaving the car at the airport. I liked it. Anyway, oh. yeah. I've never so done nice. That. Then it's the best because then you land and you're like, I know exactly where the car is. You know, the, also the same thing of like waiting for the car sucks. Like it was great. Anyway, fly, get into DC, that Dulles airport. You know, I'm like, eye to eye, we need to talk, Dulles. It's a mess. <laughs> uh, it's an absolute freaking mess. It, it's just, you have, you know what it is? It's one of those airports where you have to take a tram to baggage claim. I hate that. Mm-mm. I've already been on a plane. Don't make me get on a freaking tram, okay? <laughs> like, can we limit the amount of modes of transportation I'm getting on, I beg? Tampa has a tram as well, the Tampa airport, except it's a very simple tram. That's if I have to take a tram. I like simple ones. <laughs> Why am I like channeling George Carlin? <laughs> it's a simple tram. It's a one-stopper. You get on, takes you to the thing, you get off. I assumed, wrongly, that this was also a one-stop tramp. So I get on with my huge furry bag from the Today Show. I have it with me. It's so heavy. I get on to the tram. Everyone's like in tram mode. So they're just like, let's just get this over with. Like no one wants to be on that tram. <laughs> tram starts moving. It stops and uh, the door is open. And I'm like, oh, it wasn't too bad. And I get out and I'm like, where is the baggage claim sign? Like I just see letters on the signs. And I turn around and nobody else got off the tram. And I realize I'm just at a different gate. Like I'm in a different wing. Oh, and no. everyone is looking at me like this dumb bitch. Like <laughs> <laughs> when you know that everyone is thinking this dumb bitch. And I ran with all my might back to the tram and I made it. I'm sure the operator like gives an extra 10 seconds for dumb assholes <laughs> who don't know the airport to like come back on the tram. And I ran on. And then did like a 40 minute routine for like two people. We were all laughing like what a moron I am. So we had a good time. Anyway, (laughs) we had a great time about the tram. I made it fun. Anyway, get my bag. It weighed. How much do you think my bag weighed for a two night stay? This is a fun game. 36 Uh, pounds. Oh, wow. I'm going to go 45. 63 pounds for two nights. (laughs) Oh my, oh my god! Oh my god! Wait, that's over the allotted weight limit, right? It is. It is. But you know, the problem is, United lets me take up to seventy pounds for free. I'm like, if you say so, I guess I will. So I just like pack I, it in. I had I had bought another gown on Thursday. Like I, I had like five dresses. You know, emergency. My makeup weighs so much. My makeup must weigh twenty pounds. I mean, when I took that zippy, I take the two gallon Ziplocs, which I love. It weighed like a freaking landmine. It was so heavy. So that weighs a lot. Then I have my big shampoo, big conditioner, all my hair stuff. It weighs, it's heavy. 
And then I packed so quickly. I packed like six pairs of jeans and no shirts. I packed not any shirts. I packed, what? do you know what I packed? I didn't pack any shirts. I packed everything else, but I was like so nuts. I was like, I got to go. And I was running late. Um, I actually ended up moving my flight on Friday later, but I packed jeans and a t-shirt from Kirkland Signature. Okay. Mrs. Baskets <laughs> that I was going to wear to bed. And I'm like, I cannot be seen around DC in a fucking Kirkland t-shirt. Like it's just, this sweatshirt is like ironic. The t-shirt's a little sad. I'll be honest. I can't explain why. I don't know why. The sweatshirt, maybe because it's like embroidered, is like fancy and funny. And then the t-shirt, uh, yeah, it looks sad. like you work at Costco. No judgment on that. But it's like, you know, I'm in D.C. Like, I don't, <laughs> I can't explain it. It just wasn't working for me. It's a bedtime <laughs> shirt. <laughs> so wait. So anyway, so I get in uh, Friday. 63-pound luggage. I'm sitting on the plane. They come over the announcement. They go, lady, because our flight was delayed. It was bad weather. They go, ladies and gentlemen, um, we have 83 people on the plane who are making connections. Are you listening? How many people do you think were on the plane? 84? Because I think I was the 84th. <laughs> they go, 83 people. So if you wouldn't mind when we land, to, if you're not making a connection, if this is your final destination, please stay seated so that the connection people can get off the plane. Okay. So I was, and you know, and the flight was delayed like an hour and a half. So, you know, already you're like, you're dying to get out of the plane. But I'm like, well... You, obviously you got to wait because if I were a person making a connection, I would be stressed. So I was like, all right. So I'm seated. Anyway, plane lands. And I'm thinking I'm the only person not making a connection. Like they're basically saying, Michelle, you're going to be the last person off the plane. Just letting you know, like hundred percent. So I'm sitting there and people plane lands and the connection people are like very stressed, like getting their stuff. And then someone broke the streak. If that makes any sense. Like someone in the middle of the plane decided I've had enough. And they were like, all right. And so there were connection people at the back of the plane who were like, our connection leaves in 10 minutes and they were stuck, which sucks. Like we really should have all, it was like that survivor challenge, you know, where you have to all agree to behave. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like someone just was like, fuck this. I'm not doing this anymore. And they got up and like fucked all the people over at the back of the plane. But obviously when that happened, I'm up too, because it's like, A, I didn't know that until I was standing, but B, it's like, all right, I guess we're doing this. So I got my bag. I didn't, I only had a tote on the plane. I'm walking off the thing. And there's a woman like a row or two ahead of me, a very lovely lady, I believe with her mother or grandmother, the elderly woman was probably the oldest person I've ever seen with my eyes. <laughs> she, a very lovely lady, by the way, and very elegantly dressed, which, you know, I love, I, I actually dressed nice for the flight myself. I wore a blazer on the plane. I looked very okay. uh, sophisticated. I thought, yes. But this lovely, she had like the wraparound, you know, the woman in the Hallmark cards who has like the white hair and the wraparound black sunglasses. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, greeting. Abby will know her Let's name. See. I knew Ethel like, or something. Eth yeah. Like, hey, it's me, Ethel. Or what's her name? <laughs> Maxine. I, I, Maxine. Like, Robert Durst for Ethel. <laughs> yeah. Rolled yeah. them all. That's Ethel, the famous card. <laughs> Now Maxine after Maxine killed all the other Hallmark uh, mascots. <laughs> Pulled them all. That's so funny, Steve. <laughs> Woo! Okay. So this woman, the younger woman, I go, oh, please, of course, go in front of me. And they were the only two people in front of me. I go, of course, like, I'm not a monster. And I looked at the elderly lady at Maxine and I went, oh, you look very glamorous. And the young one was like, oh my gosh, it doesn't she look amazing? Like, she always dresses up. And I was like, yeah, she just like very well put together, but literally 95 years old could barely walk. 
So they get in front of me and I'm like, okay, whatever. I have to wait for my fucking 70 pound bag. Anyway, I'm like, what rush am I in? You know? And they start to, to walk in this elderly, lovely lady, Maxine could barely, barely walk. Now, normally when they have a person who needs a wheelchair, which she did, if I'm not mistaken, they usually wait for everyone to get off the plane before, or they go first for the wheelchair people or the very, very last people because they slow down yes. the entire line. Mm-hmm. No, but this one wanted to go. So of course that was nice. I go, yeah, please. The woman, so this woman was walking like really, really slowly. I felt bad. I was like, oh my goodness. And they're walking and then you're going to die. In the front of the, co- I was in coach. I know you're all shocked. In the front of the coach um, seats, like the bulkhead seat. Uh, yes, Steve, I got your text. Yes. Cool. Um, we have a special guest calling in. In my date, Tim Johnson is going to be calling in. So I'm very excited, but wait. There is a lady and her husband and a brand new baby, like an adorable brand new little child. And this young woman and her mother is hobbling. Like the woman has maybe a hundred steps left in her life and I'm watching them. <laughs> and the younger one stops and goes, oh my God. Oh my, that is so precious. How old is she? And they were like, oh, oh she's like a month. Wait, you're going to die. A month. And the lady says, oh, my God, she is so cute. Oh, God, she really makes me miss my kids and launches into an entire conversation as her mother is the bones are turning to dust like Michael Jackson. in the do you remember the times video when he turned to sand? (laughs) I'm watching this happen. And I'm like, this woman is now uh, Charlie Rose uh, engaging in a long style (laughs) conversation. And then and I'm like the buffer between this elderly woman who if a breeze came through was gone (laughs) and the people behind me are like in full game of thrones mode pushing me because they want to get off the plane and they can't see that there is a literal prune with legs trying to be led (laughs) off the freaking plane they just see my big ass head and my blazer blocking with a whole empty runway in front of me so I, I stand there and the guy behind me, um, you know, there's like a lot of Trump people. I'm just going to say, it. I think uh, he was kind of Trumpy. I'm just going to say it, but whatever. He and I kind of like mumbled at first to each other, like, all right, fine. And then he was like, come on. And I was like, no, I, and I turned and I went, sweetheart, you know, I pulled a Judy Collins, my mother. <laughs> I, I was like, darling or sweetheart. I went, the people behind me are like pushing me. I'm so sorry. Cause I had to be nice, obviously. But I was like, yeah. I'm begging you to cut this off because like, uh, and then I turned around and I swear people had somehow lit torches. I didn't know where did they get the fire from? (laughs) They did it. They were like, move. I mean, it was so stressful. And so then she went, oh, I could tell that she was pissed at me. The younger one, younger. She was like in her forties, but whatever. And she turned to me and she was like, oh, okay. And like, then started hobbling, you know, this California raisin to the wheelchair by the door. (laughs) And (laughs) wait, I have a smoker's cough. I didn't smoke a single ciggy. Anyway, get to the door. The mother gets in the wheelchair and the guy behind me and I were like, we had formed a pact, obviously, where I was like, I'm going to say something like I, this is ridiculous, you know? And then we both agreed. We had like a little moment with each other. Um, And then the woman was like, thank you again for being so patient, which I was like, if if this bitch is being sarcastic right now, I am going to... (laughs) lose because I actually was very patient but I'm also like honey I I think she was mentally ill that's what I have to say Mm. (laughs) I walked I was like that person has some problems because that was one of the craziest things to also like then force your mother to hurry you know what I mean because I wasn't but I don't know the whole thing made me feel horrible 
Then I get to the uh, Dulles terminal. We were parked about 17 miles away from the freaking tram even. And I see a mother with her daughter, like maybe a three-year-old on a huge leash, Abby and Steve. Oh, oh. And the kid is like on a big leash, just like doing that toddler walk. And I'm like, ugh. And I'm walking and then I'm like 10 feet ahead of them. And I hear a thud and then a wail and she fell. And I'm like, how did you let your kid fall on a leash? Like, yeah. <laughs> it made me laugh. I was like, geez. All right. Um, okay. Then the tram moment happened. I got my bag, my Uber driver, young, tall guy. And the guy gets out of the car and he's like six, four. He was like 25, really handsome looking. And I'm always, you know, my bag was like, a freaking anvil from Looney Tunes, you know, it's heavy. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, like, can I help? And he was like, please, I got this. And he like threw it in the trunk. Anyway. So we get in the car, we talked the entire drive. He was, um, he had been an interpreter in the Afghanistan government, like an English interpreter and got his visa to come to the States. Um, and I was like, this is so chic. Like an interpreter is like driving me. Like, I don't know. I was like, Oh, I love DC. It's so international. Like, uh, <laughs> and we chatted the whole drive and then he, um, dropped me off. I, I felt like he was interested. I'm just going to say it, but I was like, goodbye. <laughs> anyway, I felt my opinion. He was interested. I'm just saying. <laughs> So we got into the, I got into the hotel. We guys, so we, he came up to the room. No. <laughs> so he parked so we his got car. Into, I, we checked in. Yeah. No, no, no. He dropped me <laughs> off. <laughs> um, we were staying at the, can I say the name of the hotel? I yes. mean, I certainly paid for it. This is not sponsored. Uh, the Churchill hotel, which is directly across from the Washington Hilton where I had stayed the, pre- that's where the dinner is. And I have to say, it's the only way to go. The Churchill hotel, they were very lovely the rooms are much nicer than the Hilton. And it's like the same price. Huge. They gave me a huge corner suite. I was like, okay, I certainly didn't order that. Um, so I felt very happy to be there. It's a nice hotel. The remote didn't work. That was my one note, but that's all right. And um, woke up on, uh, I think we should go to break because now we're going to get to Saturday. So let's go to break. back to the show. It's Michelle Collins. If you want to see my look, my correspondence dinner look, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Mishkoll, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. Um, I, uh, Friday, wake up and I'm on a mission. The mission is to see if there are any other gowns in Washington, D.C. that fit me that I should wear that <laughs> night. I had packed the, the dress I ended up wearing. I had bought... Um, at Sawgrass Mills at the Armani outlet, an Armani black velvet gown when I was here back in like November. And it was, I mean, it was expensive still, but it was like a deal, you know, because it was the outlet, obviously. But I remember it fit beautifully. It just felt sophisticated. I was like, you know what? I always need a gown. You never know. Thank God I bought it, by the way. Um, you never know. So I bought it. It came with me to Italy. It came with me to London. It kept the tags on the entire, that, that dress has been all around the world. Came back with me here to Miami with tags. Got the call from Steve. And I was like, thank God I have that Armani dress because now I can, I have something if anything doesn't work out. Um, went to Sawgrass to try to find something. Uh, ended up with like this navy blue dress, which is nice, but whatever. DC, wake up. I'm like, okay, there's a Nordstrom rack downtown. DC is a very pretty city, by the way. We, especially in the area where the dinner is. It's beautiful. It like, it's just very 
quaint. It's really nice. I had a moment where I was like, I wonder if I could live here. Like maybe I should come here for a few weeks and like test it out. And I was there for 48 hours. And then I was like, no, (laughs) yesterday I was like, it's not fun, but like, I don't know. I don't know if I could do it. I think because the people are very serious in DC. Abby, I don't think they would get us. Yeah. uh Uh-uh. I don't think so either. They, there were times where I, I was like, and Tim will tell you, I was giving up some of my best material. I really was on, I don't know what happened to me Saturday, but I was not on any drugs. Let me open up by saying um, my just natural joy of being at an elegant event really was shining through. And I was truly on my, I, I was in really amazing form comedically and people were just not having it. I mean, I wasn't annoying. I don't think, well, Tim will, Tim will weigh in. <laughs> I don't know. I felt like I was being like glamorously funny, not like goofy, big dog energy. You get it. Um, you guys know what I mean. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so I went to downtown DC, went, got a Manny Petty. David, this is what's so funny. It was either called Glamour or Glamour. I think it was called Glamour Nails near DuPont Circle. I'll give him a plug. Because I had an Uber take me there. And the sign outside is like very ugly. <laughs> and I said to the Uber driver, I went, mm, looks very glamorous. And like, he didn't laugh. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm giving good stuff. <laughs> I was like, okay. Got out. So uh, went in. They were packed full of people. And I had a girl. If you go there, there's a girl named Lynn who gave me my mani-pedi. I have to say something. And you know that I'm dealing with the fucked up pedicure situation. You know that my feet were... She, this girl <laughs> carved new feet out of two blocks of freaking marble. <laughs> I sat there. I befriended. There was a lovely lady next to me also getting her nails done, her, her feet done. So I, I was just like really friendly. Like everyone was nice, chatty, you know, good energy there. I will say certainly better than Miami people. Like people were open there, you know, she, Lynn went in, she was an artist. She had those clippers, you know, like um, the little hedge trimmers for cuticles. Mm-hmm. she was using them. I've never seen anyone use a tool like this going into the nail, cutting things that have probably been there since birth. I'm like, how did she find that? <laughs> cutting things. Uh, I joked, I got, I'm going to wait. I had to have lost seven pounds of skin. I mean, she did not stop. <laughs> and she put, cause you know, I have some fucked up big toenails because of the bad pedicure. Mm-hmm. She put on new nails I actually would be comfortable. I will only send it to Abby if you want to see him. Cause like, it's weird to send feet to Steve and David, but Abby is totally fine. <laughs> yeah. Abby, send, send them over. Wait, do you want to see my beautiful toes? I welcome Wait, can them. I actually send you? Forget the yes. little mark on my foot that happened at the pool. My feet have never looked better if you need. And then I was running out of time during the manicure and I got gels. I'll be honest. Every time I get gels, I regret it. And this was no different. They ended up kind of sticky. I don't know if you know what I mean. They're like tacky or something. I don't think they dried fully. I don't know. I've had that. Yes. It's, I'm not a fan. Every time I do it, I think, oh, this is smart. And then I wish I could just take it off with nail polish remover. You know what I mean? It's, I always regret it. Um, but as she was doing my, my hands, she said, oh, you know, I'm only here two days a week. I'm a student. And I said, oh, what are you studying? She said, architecture. I said, Lynn, I have to tell you something. You are born to be an architect. You could see her precision. I know that this sounds Ah, crazy. Yes. But I said to her, you really have a gift. Like you can tell you're so, she like was such a perfectionist, even the way that she was looking and studying. I said, no, 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 you're an artist. Like I'm not, I know that sounds wild, but I mean it. 
She's a very special person. If you're in DC, go to her. I promise. And tip her nice. Okay, let me send this picture of my feet to Abby. Hold on a minute. <laughs> Wait a second. I, just, I won't send it to Steve and David, but Abby, you're getting it. No, Abby, oh, like it. prepare to really love how it looks. I wouldn't, right, you know, I'm see. like very sensitive about my feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talk oh, to she me. did good. I love the white. Is it off white? I love that color. Nice That's and my color. It's yeah. a very, very, very chalky pale pink. Yeah, I like my that. color used to be Fiji. It used to be mod about you from OPI and they made them a little bit too pink. So there's a new lighter, whiter pink. Some of this like, could really be misinterpreted um, <laughs> called something like Portuguese. There's one like, who are you? Who do you think you are? That's a good one from OPI. So it's that kind of a, it's the former Fiji, I would call it that baby pink. If you're okay. like a pig, pig skinned person as I am like a pink person or a very light white person, it makes you almost look tan. It offsets oh, your skin. Maybe in I a should nice try way. it. I'm you would pale. love it. Okay. By the way, Abby, I bought a new bra this weekend. I have to go find the style on the break. You Please have to tell buy me it. what it is because I am in desperate search. Still. Okay. Can I be honest, Steve? I wasn't expecting that level of desperation. I knew she needed one, <laughs> but that actually, uh, <laughs> that shocked me. You know, it's real. <laughs> I, Abby's never sounded that desperate. It doesn't matter during uh, a storm or the <laughs> pandemic. I've never heard that level of desperation. Please tell me I'm in desperate need. I'll tell you. I'll find the stylus in my luggage and I'll tell you uh, when we come back. I bought it at Macy's. Um, Anyway, long story short, that was it. Got a mani-pedi, went back to the room, um, showered. And then I was really running late, I, as always. Like, I just didn't have enough time. So I felt like I didn't have enough time to do my hair properly. That's my one note for my look. It ended up looking okay, but I don't know. I felt a little bit unpolished in the hair department. That's my note for me. I'm well, sorry, I'm going to say I it. disagree. I'm looking at the picture right now. I thought your hair was gorgeous. That's nice of you. I think it worked out. It had more body than usual because I didn't iron it like the way I like to. And I think it ended up working out. But I did look a little bit like the MGM lion is I guess what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> I had <laughs> because <laughs> the the root of my hair is full thick, like and you know, I have a ton of hair and then the ends are very thin. So it's giving like Tina Turner in Mad Max. Like it's just it's got like a I can't explain it. Very Gib situation going on. <laughs> Live from Miami. Hi, it's Michelle Collins uh, talking about the correspondence dinner uh, this weekend. It is, you know, first of all, was it a super spreader event? Without a doubt, 100%. I took a negative test that day. You you had to fill out this um, like app thing. It's called My Bindle where you upload your Vax cards, uh, which let's be honest, at this point, the Vax cards are meaningless. I guess they're not because like they know that if someone gets it, they won't die. I think that's right. what, right? That's like the idea. Like you, you can get it, but like you will probably be completely fine. Um, but then you had to take a negative test that day. But I'll tell you that I know with this current strain of COVID, people who are sick as dogs are testing negative until halfway through their illness. So right. it, it, I'm like, listen, I went into this night. I'm going to be open being like, well, if this is where I get it, fine. If I get Kamala's COVID, okay. Because that I think... <laughs> Right in DC, like I would get that's chic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is chic. It yeah. feels like I'm doing something for my country if I get Kamala's COVID <laughs> versus uh, <laughs> before because Tim is going to call in at nine and we're going to talk. I want to say something though about the actual event itself. Um, 
which is I, and I have to apologize. You know, I, I, I'm someone who my ego does not prevent me from admitting when I'm wrong. And I was wrong. I spoke last week and probably every time his name has come up about the fact that Trevor Noah to me is a very hot, not, I never found him that funny. I'm just, I'm, I'm, there's an apology coming. I need everyone to relax and let me finish (laughs) what I'm saying, please. (laughs) Like even in the daily show commercials and like that Uber commercial he's in, I'm like, okay, he's, he's so cute. Like, I understand why he's famous, but I'm also like, eh, I've never found myself like seeking out his voice. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so when I found out he was hosting and I'll be honest with you, it's a, it's an impossible job. It is a really hard job because first of all, I'm sure nerves get to people. You're in front of some of the most powerful people, you know, and there were some really um, fun celebrities there. Obviously Kim and Pete were there. Everybody knows that, but Martha Stewart was there. We'll talk about that. But uh, I saw Larry Wilmore do it. He was only okay. I'm being kind when I say that. Michelle Wolf was a little better, but I also wasn't like rolling. So I thought, oh God, Trevor Noah, is it going to be good? You know, because it's just a tough room. So first Biden gets up. First, there's like all kinds of very, I have to say, I was actually quite moved by a lot of the stories. They talked a lot about um, the journalists who have been killed in the Ukraine, uh, those who have been taken hostage. A big theme of the night, which I think is obviously essential to democracy is freedom of the press and freedom of speech. So there was a, I don't want people to only think like, oh, this is just a bunch of people putting on gowns. There was a message that actually really um, penetrated my cold heart. And it felt very nice and and um, important. A lot of the things that we were talking about or listening to. April Ryan got up. She gave out a lot of the awards. Uh, it was a really moving night in many ways. I had a lot of chills. Biden gets up. And I was worried. I was worried. You know, the joke that I came mm-hmm. up with with Trump is that the White House was on Sun Downing Street. I came up with that Saturday. It made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny. Sun Downing Street instead of 10 Downing Street. Okay. Um, so I was like, well, Biden's like, or is it going to be funny? Because, you know, he's old. I don't know. The guy gets up. And maybe because my expectations were the definition of rock bottom. I was like, all right, we'll see. I was howling with laughter from this man. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Honestly, he was much funnier than I think uh, Elizabeth Warren would have been. <laughs> he killed. I'm not saying he's a better president, but on a on a stand-up level, yeah. the guy, I was literally howling out loud. If anyone was near me, they heard me. I had the best time. I was like dabbing tears away. Like, this is the funniest man I've ever heard in my life. And I was like, is it because I haven't been to a stand-up show in a long time or is he killing? And I think he was just killing. I thought he was very, very funny. Did you guys watch him? I saw a little bit of him. Yeah, he was great. Cool, collected. Yeah, he was funny. His teeth. Literally put your sunglasses on. (laughs) I got to wear shades. They're so white. The guy (laughs) was, and there was a thing that he kept doing that had me dying where he would be like, is, you know, and Billy Eichner was there. I I saw Billy later on in the night, but he was like, oh, is uh, Billy Eichner here? And then Billy stood up and was like waving his arms around, let's say to the right. And Biden didn't see him and then just looked to the left and went, Billy, and just talked to nobody. I was like, come on. Like, even just that had me on the floor. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Billy waving his arms to the right and then Biden going, there he is, pointing to the complete opposite side of the room. Forget it. I'm done. I was like, this this is, this is madness. (laughs) This is madcap genius. (laughs) So then Trevor gets up 
And honestly, I was like, I don't know. I was actually in such a good mood to be there that I was like ready to have a good time. You guys. I mean, I don't know if any of you watched his thing. I mean, I don't know how much of it he wrote. I don't really think it matters because every they always have writers. So you have to compare him to everyone in the same way. I think one of the funniest hosts of that show ever. I, I don't know how you can be better than that. He was so funny. He the timing was impeccable. He was charming. He seemed relaxed. You know, like you you couldn't feel the nerves with him. Mm-hmm. Um, he looked great. He, I have to say, I am a fan. I apologize. I was wrong. I am sorry. I hope everyone's listening to the things I'm saying right now. I, I really hope you're out there listening. Oh, we're recording maybe, too. I know. I know you are. <laughs> maybe he. Maybe I, I wasn't familiar enough with with his work. You know, I'll admit to that. He was absolutely fucking hilarious. And whoever wrote the jokes, whoever I'm dying, I think it was, I'm assuming the Daily Show writers who were behind it. It was clever. Like they didn't dumb it down at all. You know what I mean? It was Mm -hmm. funny. And he did a lot of impressions. His Trump was great. I was like in shock. His Trump was amazing. It was hilarious. I was, I mean, Tim will tell you, he's going to call in in five minutes. I was hooting and hollering. I, I don't know when I've laughed so much. I was really having the best time. He was hysterical. And one of the other funny bits that I, there were some things that I really feel like could only work in the room, like from home, you maybe didn't get it because he was talking. He goes, oh, I see um, Ron DeSantis is here. I'm 99% sure Ron DeSantis was not there, but he was pretending. He kept being like, this person's here, that person's here. None of those people were there. But he would point at the table and be like, Ron. Uh, and then like read the guy to filth. To me, brilliant. Brilliant. It was, I mean, that that's what had me laughing is that he was talking to Ron as though he was sitting there. And the guy was probably in Tallahassee, you know, jerking off somewhere. So I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. I had the best time. Our table, uh, Tim will tell you, I likened it to being in the basement on the Titanic. Now, I don't want people to think that means I'm ungrateful. <laughs> Because I was very grateful. I would have sat outside the room. I was just happy to be inside the hotel. But we could not have been further away from the stage. (laughs) We were, there was one row of tables behind us. So we were like on the mezzanine. And it's funny because my mom was like, you know, daddy and I kept looking for you on on C-SPAN and CNN. And I go, oh, you should keep looking because you're never going to see me. We were <laughs> keep looking. Let me know. It's like, where's Waldo? But Waldo never exists. Like an existentialist, where's Waldo? Like you're just <laughs> yeah. looking for nobody because you're never going to lay eyes on me. And that's all there is to it. It's about time. It's been an hour. I've, I've talked about my Nordstrom racks and uh, bras, etc. We are welcoming my date for the evening. The gentleman, you know him well, if you are a fan of Radio Andy. The first person I ever met working at Sirius, I believe, uh, possibly after Megan, but the first person I like worked with directly. You know what I mean? He's Australian. He's a new dad. He had a velvet bow tie. He looked gorgeous. And we had the best time ever. The great Tim Johnson. Tim, good morning. Michelle. <laughs> and the fact that it's been 62 minutes and we're now just getting to the meat of the... I mean, it truly... You say you have a gift. It is... Unlike any other. <laughs> Thank you. Coming from my boss, from both, it really, that means the world. And I'll say this is the only job where I could go to an event like that with the person in charge, basically, and 
act as inappropriately as we act and like not get in trouble at work, which is so fun. <laughs> I, I told you I was so happy when I heard that you were coming because I knew that it was just going to be a different kind of night. I was like, it was going to be just so much more fun. Not, and that's no shade to anyone else. I just knew, I just knew this is you and your element. Oh my God. I, it really is. If there were galas every week, how do I, if anyone listening has connections to just unlimited galas, <laughs> it, this, this gala wants an invite. Cause I love to go to a gala. I do. I love it. To me, it's like Pavarotti getting ready for the opera. Like, you, you know, like you got pass for galas. Yes. A gala pass. Oh my God, Tim. <laughs> we have to figure this out. $9,000 a month. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's called marrying rich. Uh, somehow I have to crack that code. <laughs> anyone, if anyone has any connections to marrying well, DM me, reach out on Instagram because me desperate. Timmy, we were at the same hotel. We met in the lobby. You looked. We did good, by, by the way. Great hotel choice. Loved. We both had huge rooms with horrible paintings inside. Awful. <laughs> Tell everyone what the painting was. It was, um, God, I kind of remember because it was so creepy. It looked like it was trying to be, and clearly like a print because every room has the exact same painting, yes. quote unquote painting. Um, there was like a little beagle on the bottom left in the dark looking up at this woman. What was and this like weird looking woman was holding something. I kind of don't remember what she was holding. I, I'm actually in shock. You don't remember it because it is laser beam tattooed into my brain. It well, was no, a I had laser to remove it from my brain. <laughs> I've had that, but for all my crotch hair, it was a young girl, <laughs> a young, a young, like maybe 11, 12 year old girl holding a duck who was kissing her on the cheek. Oh my God. She <laughs> held a peeking duck. That's right. Yes. And then the dog was like, whatever floats your boat. The dog. dog was like, okay. <laughs> so stupid. Anyway, I bought you socks. We met in the lobby. I gave Tim a pair of socks. That was fun. I changed my socks in the lobby. You sure did. You really, can I just say something? I think we were two of the best dressed people in that room. And I really mean that. Well, and not only that, we were like impeccably coordinated. And not even planned. Tell everyone why. Because I had a black velvet Armani gown on. And then and I, on. on on Friday before the event was like, oh, my God, I don't have a bow tie. I like I, I need a bow tie. So I went to Saks and was looking through. I was hating all of these like horrible silk, black, boring bow ties. Oh. Came across this one army green with a shimmer uh, velvet bow tie. Funnily enough, was Armani. Armani. He Sorry. had an Armani velvet bow tie. Can you believe? Isn't that funny? Like meant to be. And it was meant to be. We looked like a perfect day. We really did. We get to the event. So first, well, we have to talk about what happened on the red carpet because now actually, you know what? You're right that I can't believe we now only have an hour to talk about the dinner because I'm like, uh, my head is spinning. So having been to this dinner before and having walked the carpet both times, I now know the drill. Like I, I feel like in a way it was good for you because you had like an expert. I'm like, okay, now we're going to go around here. Like I knew exactly where to walk in, where to go for like the pre-parties. Like I've done this gig before, you know? Yeah. If it wasn't um, for you, I would have lined up in the line that went around the block. I would have got in two minutes before the dinner yeah. and then stood in another incredibly long line to get into the dinner and missed half the event. 
No, there are hacks. There are, I mean, there are really a lot of hacks to not wait in that line. I'm not going to tell you what they are, listener, but I know them. And so Tim <laughs> said to me, oh, um, I put you on, and you're very nice. You put me on the list to walk the, or to be photographed in front of the step and repeat, mm-hmm. which honestly I was excited about because I was having an, a good beauty day. Um, all of the Crunchwrap Supremes I've eaten, they only showed a little bit on my figure. So I was like, oh, I actually want to be photographed. Like I felt pretty. So I was like, let's do it. So we line up, we get to like the step and repeat line. And um, this guy first, we, we line up and he's like, no, go over. <laughs> he was like, don't stand here. You two are not doing this. Like he kept trying to get us to walk in. And I'm like, I'm verified on all social media platforms except TikTok. <laughs> like I want to stand here and I'm doing it. I'm on the list. And he's like, I'm looking at TikTok. I don't see you. Yeah, I know. I'm like barely on it. So we're standing there and then uh, finally he stopped yelling at us. So then uh, the inevitable happened, which is we were getting skipped by more famous people, which I actually like because in a weird way, standing in that line is where you see everybody because like everyone's coming in to get photographed. So first I see in front of me, one of my idols, whether she knows it or not, the great Gail King, who I love. And I've met Gail. I'm blessed to have met Gail King before. And she looked beautiful. And I said, Gail, hi, I have to do an impression of Gail because this shit is so funny. Tim, I go, Gail, hi. Oh, my gosh. And she goes, oh, hi, Michelle. Like exactly that. Oh, hi, Michelle. And then she sees Tim, who you've worked with her. And she goes, Tim, hi. (laughs) Like Gail. (laughs) She gives. It's literally, oh, hi, Michelle. Tim, she grabs you like you had a long last reunion. I'm standing there like a dumb asshole. And I go, Gail, you know, I was like, that's where my, that's where my like uh, unbearable funny mode started. Cause I was like, Gail, you were barely excited to say hello to me. <laughs> I was like, that's not nice. Like, you know, and she, I, I understand why she doesn't like me. Cause I'm unbearable. Like I am a terribly annoying person, but but she was very happy to see you. I love Gail. I don't care. She could hate me. I will always love me some Gail King. I do not even care. <laughs> anyway, it was a true cluster in that moment too. It was like, what is happening? Oh. What is happening? You go, Gail King. She goes, Michelle. And then I saw her and we had another. No, she did backflips for Tim. And I got, <laughs> I don't even think I got a nod. I don't even think she could waste <laughs> the energy on a nod for me. <laughs> I really cracked myself up. Anyway. So she goes in front, of course. She's royalty, by the way. And Gail, I love you. I just want you to know. Huge fan. And by the way, I've met her a hundred times. I've met her at Whoopi's house. I met her at fucking Gloria Steinem's house. So I know Gail. You know what I mean? Gail, I love you. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so we're we're waiting in line. And then I told there was a younger girl there because, you know, this is like an old fashioned thing with the red carpet where they have to announce you. If you're an unknown, as I am, and listener, I know what you're saying. No, you're known. I'm really not like, you know, no one said that. I'm like, right. Like you guys are like arguing with me, Michelle, everybody knows you. And I'm like, no, I promise. (laughs) Anyway, silent. So I said to this younger girl, do me a favor. Will you let the photographers know? And I gave her my name just so I'm not humiliated when I walk there. And they're like, who is this? Cause that's happened before many times. So I give her my name and then there, she was like, oh, she was really nice. She was like, okay. Tim, do you think she gave him my name? Oh, absolutely not. She looked down at her paper, flicked across a couple of pages and went, mm-hmm, and then put her pages away. And she put her pages away. 
And so then there was another lady who seemed like she was the one in charge. She seemed very stressed. The other woman. And now I see there's a couple. I don't see who yet. This would only happen to me, by the way. And P.S. You can actually watch this happen. It is streaming online on the C-SPAN website where they have um, like unedited footage of the carpet. You can actually watch this happen. I haven't watched it because I don't want to die of actual shame. I want to live. So I won't watch it. But the woman says to me, there were two dots on the step and repeat where people could be photographed simultaneously, but separately to like speed things along. So she's like, go to that dot. So she sends me to the further away dot. I walk to the dot by myself. Tim's holding my bag. So I'm, I mosey on to the dot and the flashbulbs are exploding for the people standing on the other dot. So I look and it's Miranda Kerr and her husband who owns Snapchat. What's his name? Abby, find out the guy's name if you don't mind. I don't know. I don't even have Snapchat. So, but Miranda, and I'm like, and I'm standing there and I swear there was one woman and you know who you are out there, lovely lady, who took one picture of me. (laughs) I felt her lens on me for a second. And I felt in that moment, we had a sisterhood. Like I could tell that she was like, let me like, Bear this woman the grief of literally nobody care. Not even the Secret Service would have escorted me off that carpet. I mean, nobody gave a shit. Oh, Evan, oh my, well, the, oh, we're going to get to that. Get to Tim, that. put a pin in the Secret Service. Put a pin in that. Evan Spiegel, that's her husband's name, or Spiegel, if you're German. Everybody taking their picture. I'm standing there and I'm like, you know, I had, I have to liken it to Amy Schumer did this years ago when I think it was Kim and Kanye walking the carpet and she had this whole comedy moment in front of them. And here's the thing. When you are in this moment, it's humiliating. Like, it's like, wait, nobody gives a fuck about me. So you kind of have to ham it up a little bit because your options are you either ham it up or lower your head in absolute shame and walk away. I mean, link away. Link away. And I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not going to fucking slink. I don't give a shit. I don't care how rich he is. Honey, I'm trying to think of a funny pun. Richard slink ladder. I don't even know. That's such a deep cut. Point is (laughs) Abe slinking. I'm not slinking for anybody. (laughs) I'm standing there and I'm like, you're going to die. I'm like, Oh, come on. I'm like, and I say to the lady, I go, you put me next to fucking Miranda care. Like seriously, like the skinniest, by far the most beautiful woman in the room. I'm like, this is who I have to stand in the other dot next to. Like that is, come on, put me next to anyone. You know what I mean? Like that's bullshit. So I'm sort of hamming it up. Like, please look at me. And as I'm doing that, this guy in the back who he can fuck off forever went, get out of here. <laughs> Abby, he went, gut. He said, get out, move. <laughs> and by the way, I was not in their shot. I'm not, I'm not sick. I was standing separately, but he was like, go. <laughs> oh my God. Yes, I know. So I was like, oh, and I, and I went, oh. so then I was about to eventually, cause I, you know, how long can I freaking stand there? So I was about to leave and Miranda walked behind me and I said, Miranda, will you please pose for a photo with me? She did not say a word to me, by the way, she stopped. She stood next to me. We had our photo taken together. And that is the footage you see on C-SPAN is me and her together and me really posing. I I have to say, I'm very proud of myself. Mm -hmm. I was giving angle. I was giving twisting for Jesus. 
Cheyenne Jackson taught me that term. It's how Monica Lewinsky poses. You stand to the side, then you twist your torso towards the camera, makes you look skinny. Um, he calls it twisting for Jesus. I, I'll never forget it. And I just want to say to Miranda Kerr, she did not have to do that. She could have kept on moseying next to her billionaire husband. You are a real one. I will always support you. And I really, she, that was a very nice thing of her to do. That's awesome. It was very sisterly. It was. And she, and she gave face too. Like she, it was, she didn't just do oh. like a half-assed kind of, oh yeah, fine. I'll do this photo and get the hell out of here. She's like, no, I'll give it. We'll do it together. We'll do it. No. And she, I mean, I'm just going to assume that she had no fucking clue. <laughs> so like for her to do that was really nice. Miranda, shout out to you. Listeners. Go buy her furniture line. Someone DM me because I posted on Instagram one of our stills from C-SPAN. If not for her, my mother would not have seen me on TV once. And then, and that's the only way she continues to survive, my mother, is seeing me on camera. You know what I mean? <laughs> so thank you for giving my parents um, something to look forward to. But I really, that I respected and she didn't have to do it. And Miranda, we love you. That's what I'm going to say about that. Love that. Kim, anything to add from... It was, it was No, I mean, meanwhile, I'm standing with like... A, a, a bag and God knows what else of Michelle's that she's thrown at me um, on the side watching this. Yeah, all that's time. rude. I mean, truly. I mean, <laughs> I should have. You should have given me popcorn because I could have watched the whole thing with popcorn. I had. Was, I, I have to this say, was my entry point into this like event, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh yeah, where this is going to be a night? I'm in for it." I you know wait. what my mistake was? You know where I made a huge mistake, Tim? I think that that photographer screaming at me. I thought about this later. Going get out of here. It was Abby. Meanwhile, I'm like Abby. <laughs> Surprise. Gail King. It was it was Gail King. <laughs> Dad, nobody wants you here. Go. <laughs> it was Gail. I think that I felt like whether and I actually did not obviously let it affect me. I, I was in genuinely, I want to give a shout out to my antidepressants. Do not let Elon Musk tell you otherwise. I really th- want to thank my antidepressants because I really think that they it, what's amazing about them is that moment would have filled me with dread. And I think because of it, I did not let it get to me. I was like, water off that duck paintings back. I was like, okay, what's next? But I probably That's subconsciously, real. no, genuinely, but I'll say this, that I, our mistake, Tim, and for next time, I'll know this. We should have hung out in that room longer because that's where all the right. celebs mingle. Literally every person come in. Now no, we walk we, in, go on, right. you take it. And this, this is, this is where, no, this is where I am so glad you were there. And I took your expertise because there's like, the main entrance to the ballroom where there's like a little fold up table with some wine and plastic cups on it. And you have to go through security to enjoy said wine and plastic cups, or you can take a right and go to the parties. Didn't know about that. Thank God you were there. Well, here's the thing is that my former and hopefully future employer, ABC (laughs) never rule anything Mm -hmm. out people. um, They throw a pre dinner (laughs) party. And I'm not going to lie. You know what I said to you when we walked in, I go, you know, that I'm walking into a party where I'm going to come face to face with people who fired me. <laughs> it's like not a great feeling. Like you're like, okay, no, no. And what's interesting is no. I actually saw nobody who fired me. None of them were there except for no, Anna Navarro. Actually, the, it, seemed it was like not it was a very like non ABC crowd. I agree. We um, we walked in I because I was expecting to see, I won't name names, but either some of the hosts or some of the producers. Now, most of the producers who fired me are now themselves fired. So everyone gets theirs, as my mother likes Karma. to say. Karma for real. 
but there were a couple of people I was like, oh, I might have to like, you know, and I felt I was happy. I looked pretty because I was like, yeah, like I'm going to look good and like whatever. And then I didn't even get to like rub it in anyone's face, which really sucked for me. I'll be honest. First person we were in that party was the very tall and handsome Jake Tapper. Oh, wait. We had a whole running bit with Jake Tapper that night because you know that I, I know he's a happily married man, but I do love that Jake Tapper. I'm not even going to pretend he's so handsome and tall. He's really hot. Like Jake really has it. He looks as better in person. Like his, I would say he's hotter. Usually you made a, yeah, because usually you meet someone from TV and you're like, oh, they're 5'3". And he, no, he's a tall, handsome man. Good looking, very beautiful wife. He was there with his wife, who's also mm-hmm. very lovely, lovely, may I add. Mm-hmm. Very sweet. But um, the running bit was Tim kept going, oh my God, there's Jake Tapper. And I couldn't see him. It was like we were in two different realms of reality where I was like, where? And every time I- you were like exactly where he was three minutes ago. And I could, it was like very weird. I could not. My eyes, like, couldn't I mean, see him. There was one moment towards the end of that party where you were walking directly toward, like, there was going to be an interception. You were going to walk literally face-to-face. And he stopped, and you turned around, and I, I go, there's Jake again. You go, where? And I'm like, you're about to walk into him. He's, like, exactly five see him. feet directly in front of you. I don't know what to tell you. I It just was like, I think, honestly, I was really overstimulated and probably, <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I'm thinking about it now, probably without wanting to admit this, but I will here on national radio, that I was probably dealing with a, a deep-seated stress of maybe seeing people who I wasn't excited to see. Yeah. So I think that probably was like the main adrenaline pumping through my brain at that party, um, which is why I couldn't see someone who... It has the opposite calming effect on me, Jake Tapper. Like, I think my brain didn't want to see Jake. Maybe that's what it was. our um, delicious martini made by bartender Barry hadn't kicked in yet. Uh, Yeah, and also he gave Tim a full glass, and he gave me enough for maybe (laughs) the ghost of Gary Coleman. So, I I mean, he my martini, was there literally two little sips in there? I'm like, Barry, come on. (laughs) Where Barry was working his... Can I say one thing about bartenders? May I give a shout-out to bartenders? We don't often no. discuss. They are the hardest working people. Oh my God. But these events, they are, and people treat them so poorly, like just watching. Oh they're so, especially at an open bar, because I don't know, maybe at a bar where you're paying, like they can take a little more time. But at an open bar, people are like, we want drinks. Like everyone just wants their alcohol. And they can I say treat and very about bartenders please. in DC. And this is not. Uh, this is not about you know ordinary folks in DC, but at an event like this, that that DC crowd very unpleasant to bartenders. Wait, I actually agree with you. Well, we saw. Oh my god, are we gonna have, to have enough time to get to the fight? I got into. I hope. I we definitely have to. This I have to make time a for the fight. Multi-day uh, <laughs> event. Yeah. Yeah, you have to call in again tomorrow because I don't know if we're gonna get to it all. <laughs> but um, but Barry looked. He was about eighty-seven years old and two feet tall and he was he was so old and sweating it was hot in that room and i'm like this poor guy all night we just saw these bar what about the servers at the dinner schlepping these women oh my god they just work their asses off i just shout out to anyone catering bartenders i see you i respect you and just know it's not lost on some people because genuinely i I was like shitting from the amount of work they were doing okay go on i mean they were they were you know, delivering plates and clearing plates from 212 tables. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, by the way, we were table 212. 
<laughs> the very last one. Except we actually got our food first, I think, because we were so close to the door of the kitchen. Yeah, started, they were like, yeah, exactly. Get it out. Yes, that's right. So anyway, we're at the ABC party. Oh, we saw, so we saw Anna Navarro. She was nice. She came over and I've, I've known Anna. She's a Miami girl. We may get Miami drinks. I have to text her. Um, saw, oh, Wolf Blitzer. Oh, by the way, famous Wolf Blitzer story in my family, which I almost told him. He was just standing by himself. Imagine walking into a room. It's like the Lady Gaga thing. 99 people are there. And then one of them is Wolf Blitzer. That was us. I was like, look, there's Wolf by himself. Alone Wolf. Just a look. That's so funny. A lone wolf. Get out of here. I can't. <laughs> I love you so much. So uh, we get now. So now ABC party ends. Oh, no, Tim, because we left because I was like, we should go to the dinner. It doesn't end. But now, what happened? We're done here. That's right. You tell it. Well, we think. Well, yeah, we're, we finish our drink or Michelle's quarter drink. And we're Thank like, you. we're done here. So we get our stuff. We, we walk out. Um, there's not much of a line for the official reception. We start lining up and we look around and we're like, we don't like this crowd. This doesn't, this doesn't feel fun. So we're like, let's go back to the ABC party. So we go back to the ABC party. We slink um, in. Abe slink in. Because we, <laughs> we slink back in because we left. And then we're like, oh, sorry, like it sucks out there. <laughs> we're back. They were nice. We, we go back around, in. We go to the bar. And Barry is has his back to us. He's like doing the pretend elevator, like we can't see him anymore. And no, it was Barry's funeral. We go back, and I'm like, he died. We were gone for two minutes. It, they were like closing the coffin, like zipping up the body bag with Barry. I'm like, oh my god, Tim, we were gone two minutes. The bar closed, so we're like, oh, let's go back out and stand in the huge, now hugely long line to get into the dinner. It's, I mean, the line is a mile long. Well, a mile long. Option. Like it's now time, almost time for the dinner. The party's over. So we're now online for the reception. We're and online. We're with our friend, John Fugelsang, who was with, uh, sat with us at our table, obviously. And we see Tim, this commotion, like it happened really fast. It did. But it was like clear it, something was happening. Cause it was like, you know, uh, you hear the murmur at the like front of the line and the murmur, yes. you can see it like, a, like a, a crowd wave is just coming closer and closer yes. towards you. And you're like, what is happening? And then, Michelle. Well, so the, you're, I love that analogy. It was like the wave of just like people whispering. And then all of a sudden, it was like getting hit with a freight train because there were like a million <laughs> photographers. And, and I, we didn't even, I didn't even process what was happening. And then we no. see it's Kim and Pete. And Kim and Pete. And we were in a hallway like Abby and Steve. We are, it's us and them. I mean, that's it. They brushed us on their way through. <gasps> they did. They were really close. She, um, he's not as tall. I thought um, someone with as famously big of a penis as he has would have been like six six. Like I was expecting him to really look like Goofy at Disney. Yeah. And yeah. he was like six one, six feet. He wasn't as tall as I would have imagined. No, and Kim is truly tiny. She's the I mean, size of DreamWorks. Is she ants? No, she's about two and a half inches tall with a massive ass and titties. Like she's <laughs> tiny. Her face in person is like in photos. Like, honestly, it is. Mm -hmm. There's not a pore. I don't believe she sweats. I think the pores have been shellacked shut. There's not a visible hole except for five or six on this woman. 
how many? Three, four, five, six, seven, eight visible holes. That should be the name of her next book. <laughs> oh no, eyes. Wait, I'm not doing the math right. Hold on. Two, four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten visible holes. That's Kim's book. Um, so she she walks by and I think because I was like an, I'm annoying I've also had a martini and I went you look amazing she and did not react again after the whisper wave so it's, you look amazing and I went you look amazing and like no smile you know she's I gotta say I'm gonna say something Tim I was thinking about this melee with them and the photos and everything why do we care so much about them like I was thinking because they walked by and I don't know, when I saw like Angelina Jolie in person and Brad Pitt, I felt mm-hmm. something. I was like, there is a star. I just didn't feel that with them. I was like, well, they're famous. Like there they are. But I didn't get the same buzz as when you see like, like a real A-list old school movie I could, star. I didn't feel that. Totally. I got to think even if George and Amal Clooney walked by, it wouldn't have been anything like that. I agree. That's crazy. I agree. I would have been more excited, I think, for George and Amal. Yeah, they... um. I don't know. It was like fun to see them, but I didn't get that jolt. Like, you know, maybe because I just have, maybe because I've been doing this too long, but I just didn't mm-hmm. feel that kind of a punch mm-hmm. to the gut. Like there they are. So they walked right by us. And then we find out later, they went to the fucking ABC party after we left. Like I fucked everything up, but I fucked everything up for us. I <laughs> did. I was going to say it. No less than 90 seconds earlier. Yes, we had just walked out. Maybe that's when Gail King gave them the go-ahead to go in. She's like, you know, uh, Michelle's gone, and the photographer, get out of here. That a piece of the story. The photographer followed us into the ABC party and started screaming at us. Get out! That's how I left every room with him going, move <laughs> <laughs> to go. So anyway, we go into the room. We, you know, who I didn't see that I was bummed because I love him is um Jacob Soboroff, my old friend. Yeah, he was there with his wife. I'm bummed I didn't see Jacob. Well, because our table just well, let's just get to the table part because we go in now. We're in the room. We're table well, we two one two. Don't forget. Oh fuck yes! Wait, we have to. Oh god, good. I'm so glad you called in, Timmy. We go because we have to go through very serious security, obviously, to come into a room where the president's going to be. So there's like you know a scanning. These fucking Secret Service guards, y'all, Chippendales level hot. We were like, what the fuck? Like, every single we were like, oh my God, do they just take, like, if a hot guy applies to be a cop, like, but super hot, are they like, no, you should be Secret Service? Like, it was like doing a calendar. Yes, except it's secret. They're secret. (laughs) Their faces blur down. They have to blur the faces. It almost feels like, it was emerging between my super sweet 16 and secret service. Remember when the girls would cast like the models for that show, be like, lift your shirt up. Like these ugly Staten Island girls would be like, lift your shirt, spin around. All right. We'll have him. I feel like that's who hires the secret service. The hottest guys probably that I've seen seriously since the pandemic started. I'm not even joking. I mean, they were the hottest guys at the party for sure. Oh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, by, you don't say. In a room a full of journalists. 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please. In a room full of basement dwelling, sun allergic <laughs> journalists. Yeah, they were the hottest guys there. So I know we have to go to break in a minute. Let's go to break. And then when we come back, we'll t- we only need to meet. We only have a half an hour. Kill me. We're going to come back and we'll somehow speed through the dinner and um, the after party that we went to. God. I, we need another hour. This sucks. 
now we're entering the dining room at the Washington Hilton for the dinner. And we're looking, we're table 212. I think, oh, New York area code table, chic. We'll be close to the front. And I think I'm also spoiled because the other two times I've been at the dinner, we've been, had amazing tables. So like, I was really like, oh, let's mosey to the stage to find our table. And we get in and I'm like, no, this can't, this can't be. We are literally by the exit door. I mean, we were so far in the back. I talked about it beforehand. I was like, we'll be between the bathroom and the kitchen, but uh, we were. We made the dinner. We were actually, they handed me a pan. I said, huh? We were in the kitchen. We had, we listen, I don't want to like, um, I don't want to poo poo the table because I, again, think that just being in that room and I assure you it was yeah. an expensive table. I again, feel very grateful, but it was kind of funny. We were really far in the back and I was like, Laura listen, we need- one of the best lines where she was like, Oh honey, you've got the, the diagram upside down and like imitated flipping around the, the diagram <laughs> with the seating chart. <laughs> Laura Coates is so, wait, we have to have Laura on the show. I love Laura. She's, She's just the best. Right. Pretty, funny, smart. What else can you ask for? I feel. I feel she's like she so really has real. it all. Like she's just she's you feel full Laura Coates when you're around her. No, I love her. I really do. I want to have her on the podcast. I'm gonna reach out to Laura Coates now. Um, and I love her husband, handsome, lovely, just mm-hmm. you know, two people that make yeah. you feel good. What else can you ask for? I say to Tim, we gotta take a we gotta take a spin around where the important people are sitting because we are by the toilets and I need to mingle. I'm in a gown. I'm in wearing Armani for God's sake. So are you. So we, we mosey in and the joke was that we're looking for our table, even though my bag was already mm-hmm. down at the table in the back. So we're like, we're going to find our table. Looking for our table. Yeah. So we didn't look like morons. So we're walking through and I'm like, you know, who do I know? Whatever. And one girl at one point, I feel like she was the first stop and chat yep. sitting and her face, she looks at me and her face lights up and she's so sweet. And she goes, oh, it's Michelle Collins. And I went, oh my gosh, hi. Do we, have we met before? And she went, no, I just know you and I'm a fan, whatever. And I said, oh, you know, I was so annoying. I was like, oh, a fan. I'm like, oh my goodness, how exciting. And I was like, that's so sweet. Thank you for chatting. And where do you work? And then my eyes slowly hit the center and it was the Fox News table. And I went, Oh, and I jokingly shielded my eyes. <laughs> it's like, I'll pretend I didn't see that. And she was really funny. She was like, I trust me. I know she goes, I married into the job. I know. Very funny. So we love her. And we chatted for like two minutes and then we left, but she was funny. I liked her vibe. And listen, I used to go on Fox news before it became state government television, like back in the early two thousands, you know, so whatever. But, um, she was sweet. Then we're moseying towards the front who else did we see did we have any other moments tim walking to the stage um you know we i don't think we ran into anyone that we knew until we got to the front where people were taking photos right and there we saw cat murderer martha stewart (laughs) um posing for photo. the lighting by the stage was understandably amazing it was so bright like it was the only place you could really get a good photo so she was taking a I picture mean, there. It was actually in the dark. No, no, no. In we were, you know how they have dinners where it's like eating in the dark and you don't know what you're eating. That was our dinner. I was like, is this fish? I don't know what I'm putting in my mouth. It was pitch black where we were. But we were in the front. And so that was exciting to see Martha, obviously. Then we we took pictures of people, two people took pictures of us. We got mm-hmm. some amazing pics, Tim and I. You know who we saw, who you know I'm not a fan of, is that Ilan Omar. 
And I was like, hmm, I'm not even saying hello because, you know, as a Jewish woman, it's not great. I'm just going to be honest here on the show. We don't love some of the messages she puts out uh, about the Jewish people. Just being open and honest about it. Sorry. If I can't say it, I don't know who can. Um, but yeah, so that I was like, that's who we got. Ilan Omar. I was fuming. It's like, this is bullshit. I want to see people I like. Um, did we see anybody else? I don't think so. We it was no, like we just I did mean, a moseying. Nobody to, like even run into like some Fox News people or like just people I knew, but I, yeah, no, we really didn't. I don't know where they were at at that point. Well, the problem is there was so it's such a huge room that even moseying through the tables, it's like, excuse me, pardon me. Um, I did feel like I got a lot of looks from like old married white guys. We love to see it. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Um, so I felt good. But yeah, we did like a spin and then we just went back to our table. Honestly, I was just happy to be in the room. I didn't care. Like it would have been nice to run into people we knew, but at the same time, like it was just fun being there. I was happy. No complaints. There was definitely a vibe. For sure. So fast forward, I talked to Tim already about Biden and Trevor Noah killing it. Yeah. I was dying from them. The dinner, um, when we sat down, and I thought this was a brilliant move, the opening salad, which had already been placed before we walked in the room, was just a bowl of blue cheese, which is just great. (laughs) Sitting at a table of absolute stench. It was was a bowl of cheese and like a piece of lettuce. I didn't eat a bite from there. I was like, I'm not having this cheese. I can't. It's a great equalizer. You know, no one at that point has bad breath because all you can smell is cheese. Uh, It's actually very (laughs) sweet of them. You know what? Maybe that's why they do it because journalists do famously have terrible breath. So maybe oh, they did wow. it because they're like, let's mask the stench. That's smart. Ah, the mask they're always stench, thinking. Yeah. <laughs> the mask stencher. And they put a mask on and you have to sniff it and see if you can tell which political operative is in the mask. Oh, it's always God. Rudy Giuliani. Every time you're like, God. <laughs> you're like, smells like old leather shoes. And like rotten clams. <laughs> it's like Rudy. It's you again this is the every week. Inside. Who is this? <laughs> and then Ken Jong storms off every week. I'm like Ken. You knew the show you were signing up for. Uh, so we're sitting there. Then they bring the main out. It was a surf and turf. Um, and the, wait, Tim, who was at our table? So it was John Fugel saying, um, Dean Obedalia, right? Dean Obadala uh, and Michael Obadala, sorry, from Progress. Mm-hmm. Lovely guy, um, very nice. And then there was another gentleman who I didn't actually talk to. I think he was a. Someone said he was a comedian. I'm not. I don't know what? who that was. Um, and then yeah, I don't. The the other guy, because then there was Hooper Stevens from SiriusXM, and Gian, who I know from SiriusXM too, like two of the executives. Such a nice guy. Gian Codadad. Uh, um, we exchange mm-hmm. numbers. He's a delight. You know when someone has like a lovely smile and they make you feel happy? That's Gian. Oh, he's he, the sweetest he face. The entire night. Yeah. Uh, he's a lovely. You know, I love him. Such a just a good spirit on that guy. Um, anyway, so we uh we had the best time. But when we were sitting there, at one point there was a woman with a very intense, intricate arm tattoo. And I looked at Laura's husband, Dale, and was like, what what do we think that we were just like discussing what do we think that tattoo is of because i didn't recognize the the figure in it and then he handed me a phone his phone which explained this person who has this tattoo and it was amy schneider from jeopardy oh my god you lost um i'm sorry to me and amy had just as bad of a seat as we did and she's the smartest person to ever be on jeopardy so i'm like wait 
Honestly, we were doing okay if Amy and Judith it's Light were by us. For sure. Oh, easily. Okay. So Tim and I leave. My friend who lives in DC, Meredith Feynman, she's like, I have, because we had no invites to any after parties. I mean, I didn't even know I was going to the freaking thing. You know, she's like, come meet up. Come. All I get a text that says, come to the Colombian embassy. I go, say no more. We'll be here. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Whatever that means. Someone DM me, by the way, to say that if I want to go to galas every weekend, I should marry a diplomat. Again, okay, find me one. How do you meet a diplomat? I mean, I would love to marry well, a diplomat. If this DC crowd was anything to go by, I don't think your love matches uh, in a diplomat. Places. I know what you mean. Yeah, you're right. I know. You know why? Because I feel like it's like those are schmoozers. Like I'm a different kind of schmoozer. I'm like, I like to schmooze with fun people. I don't care about powerful people. Just like be fun. That's all I care about. Yeah. So we get to this um, embassy, we get inside, it, very beautiful. God, it looked like the Soho house. It was like so pretty inside. We yeah. loved it. We go up to the bar. We're standing behind a very nice guy named Christopher. I liked the guy. He was very, he was cute too, actually, mm-hmm. Tim. And uh, we're standing in line like normal human beings to get a drink from the lone bartender Not a there. a long line, by the way. There's like maybe eight people in line. Yeah, right? it stretched back, but it wasn't too bad. And I see this guy, this tall guy in a tux, obviously, shimmy up, pretend to dance up to the front of the bar. And I wish people could see me do this dance because I did it the whole night of impersonating this idiot. So he goes up to the the front, moving. It was like that Diana Rossi, like fists up, like shaking the shoulders, shimmying up to the bar. And now the guy in front of us and I, and I, we look at each other and I go, oh, I'm on it. Like I'm watching this man because, you know, I love to call people out who skip a fucking line. It is my favorite pastime i love doing it so i see him and we're watching him like a hawk and we see the bartender reach for a bottle of water so we look at each other and smile going okay if it's water we'll allow it you know what i mean because that takes a second like fine but guess what listener it wasn't water then we see him reaching for the bottle of vodka and christopher tim and i are like oh hell fucking no so he gets his vodka soda and i stop him and i go you know there's a line of people a long line of people waiting here to get drinks and we watched you skip everybody and i should i mean because what am i gonna do like body slam him you know <laughs> like, like don't give him the drink and you, said, and you said that's not nice and i said that's oh you're right i go that's not nice like there's a whole line of people and he went no i'm sorry i went up to the front and asked if they had beer and he said no what can i get you and i go that is not what happened i was watching you you ordered a vodka soda get the fuck out of here and he went well what are you drinking do you want it and I'm like, no, I don't want your... I actually, Tim, you were getting a vodka soda, but I'm like, also, we needed two drinks. I go, no. But anyway, that was like his way to like be nice. Later, when I saw Meredith, I said, oh, that's the guy that skipped the line. She goes, oh my God, everybody hates that guy. He's been banned from two parties uh, in DC. Like he gets banned from places because he's so hated. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I know. You had a hunch. Uh, I had a hunch, baby. A literal hunch back of Notre Dame. <laughs> I'm hunched over. But we, what else funny happened there? We like walked around. We met some nice people. You and I were just there to watch people. Yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a, it was a weird crowd. Um, it was, and you know, then this big band came in. Uh, just halfway through the oh night, my god, we were told that there was a big thing happening at midnight. A big Christopher, Christopher in line after we. Um, That's right. It was Christopher after we. Exactly. After I said something to this guy who stole, who skipped the line, he goes, uh, to be nice, he goes, by the way, wait around till midnight. Trust me. And I was like, okay. I was like, what's happening at midnight? <laughs> I turn into a rat. I'm like, wait, I'm a rat? 
<laughs> That's what happened at midnight. So we're in the room and comes midnight. We hear the a whole Abbey. Get ready. Oh my gosh. A whole line of people with freaking horns and tubas. And it's they're playing no. when the saints go marching in. Tim, coming in. Go on. It was. I mean, when I say it was loud, it was piercingly oh, loud. It, my wig it, was four feet above my head. It was my, it was so loud. You couldn't. Spinning. Yeah. <laughs> yes. My bra flew off. You could not have a conversation in this huge room. And I joked. And actually at that point, Tim, we had run into people that I knew, um, which was exciting actually, because mm-hmm. the uh, executives from Funny or Die, who are awesome, they're such nice guys, uh, Mike Farah and Joe Farrell, who were there with Billy Eichner. Mike and Billy are best friends. So that we said hi to Billy. Billy got a shout out from the president at the dinner. So that was funny. But anyway, we're standing in the back. And I'm trying to like have like my one networking conversation of the night, like my one thing that may actually lead to work for me and comes in the uh, opening credits to Treme. I'm like, are you Treme Brown? Are you kidding me? Coming in with the horns. And we're like, okay, we went to order another drink. We couldn't even hear the poor bartender seriously had to go to the hospital from the noise. I mean, it was so, and it went on for like a half an hour. It wasn't like a moment. It went yeah, it on. It then turned into like a wedding band. Like, I don't know what they were yes. playing all the hits. It was, and this <laughs> it, was, was a, it was hell. In, in, it was a hellscape. Yeah. A hellscape. So anyway, fast forward to, because I know we have like two minutes and I want to make sure we get this moment out there. We ended up having a lovely time. Thank you to Meredith for the invite and for getting us in. It was fun, Tim. I mean, seriously, it was a good time. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. We had to, like, can you imagine just going home after the dinner? No, this was like, it was a great way to end. It was a really nice way to end. So then we get back to our hotel. We're waiting for the elevator. It's just him and I. And I turn around and who's behind us? Julian Castro, who ran for president. Oh my God. On the Democratic ticket. He's hot. Okay. Can we talk about it openly? He's married. Tim. He was fucking hot. Maybe it was the alcohol talking. I I had tequila goggles, but I was like, I'm in. (laughs) He was charming, sweet, funny. I mean, yeah. Sexy. He was funny, and I was like on another level with him. I was it. I did not do drugs at the Colombian Embassy, but one would have thought I had. I was like genuinely, and I had him laughing. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you brought your own material. He had the best time. We rode the elevator up, and I, I think I ended by saying something I've never said in my life, which was, "Look me up. My name is Michelle Collins." I have never said that. What? I did. Well, I also wasn't sure. I actually didn't remember that he's like happily married with kids. Anyway. He was such a he treat. He's a delight. <laughs> yeah, he got off on the second floor. Oh, the guy who ran for president. Tim and I were on six. Bye. Wait, we have 30 <laughs> seconds. The very end of the story is, so Julian Castro, shout out. You're great. Tim, you dropped me off at the room. The end of the story is, then my friends Ben and Brian were in the neighborhood. They're like, come out for drinks. So I was out till like four in the morning. That's the end of the story. Tim Johnson, Steve, Megan, everyone who made it possible. I'm indebted. I love my job. I love you guys. Thank you for letting me go to the party. Midnight Snack is an Earwolf production, executive produced by me, Michelle Collins. Our producer is Anita Flores, and our sound engineer is Sam Kiefer. Special thanks to my friend, Dan Acton. You can listen to our ad-free episodes on Stitcher Premium. For a free one-month trial, use the code SNACK. Please rate and review Midnight Snack and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. You can follow us on Twitter at MNightSnackPod. That's M-N-I-G-H-T-S-N-A-C-K-P-O-D. I love spelling. 
Midnight Snackers, we would love to hear from you. Send us your feedback, questions, or topics we should chat about. You can leave us a voicemail on our party line at 331-901-0005 or drop us a line at midnightsnack at earwolf.com. For more of me, tune in to The Michelle Collins Show live weekday mornings from 7 a.m. Eastern Time on Radio Andy, Sirius XM 102, and on the Sirius XM app. You can also follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Mishkoll, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear this show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things. Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye, guys.